friends, you've now entered the Man Cave Podcast, unplugged and unfiltered. This is a podcast where the topics are mostly about sports, but sometimes we mix in some other items, like, is Bigfoot real? Who is the best Batman? You're guided through each episode by a man who's the man for his time and place, Dan Casper. So welcome to the Man Cave, and stick around for a while. You're going to like it here. What up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Man Cave Podcast, brought to you by Hy-Vee and Toys and Ford. Dan Casper here. Appreciate you checking out uh, this episode of the podcast, and hopefully you've been checking out more than just this episode of the Man Cave Podcast. Hopefully you are subscribing or following the podcast. If you are, big thanks. If not, get on it. All right. In this episode, uh, we're making some picks. Uh, Brandon Berg joining me for this episode of the Man Cave Podcast. We're making our playoff picks for the NFL and our Super Bowl picks. We went through the whole bracket. Uh, then we kind of do a little bit of a talk in the in the football world and uh, in the playoffs and, and, and such there. Plus, kind of because whenever Brian and I get together, we talk about some random stuff. We get off on tangents and, and that sort of thing. And we, all ha- we, we both have a love for 90s stuff, 90s sports, 90s entertainment. So one thing that's, you know, because Brandon's always in on a Friday. We always kind of tease around. It's TGIF. Remember the TGIF shows back in the day? So we went uh, top five father figures from all the TGIF shows. So just TGIF shows. So just kind of a little bit of a mix-up, uh, changing it up here a little bit. So uh, we'll begin the podcast doing some uh, picks and talking some playoff football, and then we'll end it with uh, with Brandon and me having a little, uh, a little, a little let's uh, call it... That's random or something like that. i got to come up with a better name for that segment. But uh, we'll end it talking a little uh, TGIF father figures. What you and I will do, we'll actually do our brackets all the way to the Super Bowl. Okay. If that's good with you. Yeah. We'll still do picks next week because per- yeah, well, chances well. are we won't get everything right. Well, like, well yeah, and like I mentioned off air, I, my Super Bowl pick is still alive. I just don't feel good. From preseason, I just don't feel good about it. Your Super Bowl pick, for those who don't remember, was? Chargers, Buccaneers. They're both there. They both got a shot, but I don't think it's going to happen. One of mine is still there. I had the Chargers, I believe, too. I think it was, you had Chargers-Packers, right? Because I, I remember, yeah, we were both on the Chargers. Yep. On the yeah, I had Chargers not winning a division, but getting as a wild card, but going on a run. But so far, yeah. All right, you ready to do this? Yes. By the way, we were completely off on our predictions for game times for some of these. Games we were, too. we were. <laughs> like you will not believe how like when I uh, when I well one first of all kudos to ESPN for because you have to imagine that Cowboys Buccaneers game was like mm-hmm. the game all the networks wanted. Yep. I figured it was going to be on either Saturday or Sunday night. Yep. Yep, so that's the first thing that surprised me. I'm like, oh, okay. I think, though, too, like we mentioned on Friday, Packers win. It's probably not Packers-San Francisco for the first game on Saturday. No. That would have Honestly, I, I think you could, have sw- you could have swapped. Probably. You could have swapped those two games. I think yep. that could have been the Sunday, the Saturday night game mm-hmm. in San Francisco, and then you had Jaguars-Chargers uh, right. as the afternoon game. Yep, I would agree. So Seattle-San Francisco is the first game tomorrow at 3.30. Do I need to ask you? <laughs> I'm going to pick the 49ers. Um, you know, just like you know, it, just for the sake of it, you know, kind of being a topsy turvy playoff, so it'd be kind of fun to see Seattle make it the game. Yeah, I just I mean, Seattle. I just think very highly of San Francisco right now. Uh, Matt, the 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 line is at ten 
right now, and that's not even the the biggest line of the weekend. We'll get to that coming yeah. up here in just a little bit. But uh, if you want to look back at how these two teams uh, played against each other in the in the regular season, uh, San Francisco. Where is this? Uh, yeah, okay. So San Francisco had beaten the the Seahawks twenty seven to seven and twenty one to thirteen in their latest game. So twenty one to thirteen was their latest game. They played the Forty Nineers week two and they lost twenty seven to seven. So I mean, it was fairly close in that twenty one. That was when San Francisco clinched their uh, playoffs power division, right? I think, I think so. that was the t shirt and cap game uh, after that. So a little close there, but yeah, I am. Uh, I'm going to pick San Francisco yeah. in this one. I think the defense will. Help propel them there. So, yeah, Geno Smith has looked a lot more mortal. Yeah, in, in more recent weeks, he'll still get he'll, he'll still get paid this offseason. That's because he has a good year. I but know I keep saying this, man. This quarterback offseason is going to be nuts. It is. You know, now you got Derek Carr. That's going to be released. Nobody's going to trade for Derek Carr. He's going to get released. He doesn't. Yeah, because they don't have to. Yeah. And the two teams I think of that are just going to spend boatloads for Carr are two desperate teams: Jets and Commanders. Yeah. That's who I think are the top. You don't two. think the Colts are going to continue to ride the uh, the the veteran quarterback? I carousel? thought of the Colts, but I'm like, you know what? They actually have a decent draft pick. Yeah, that they, they could probably yeah, and, and they probably in. should. Yeah, because they have they've tried to reheat leftovers for several years and it hasn't worked. And I think if they want to get a coach in place, that's not Jeff Saturday. Let the coach have a say. In they the should get a coach in place. It's not, but they yeah, never know never. with Jim Irsay. Yeah, it's true. So. Uh, okay, and then we got Chargers Jaguars, which I think both you and I both think this could be the best game of the weekend. I, I'm this really could be a, this could be this a lot one. of fun. Yep, I'm going to take the Chargers. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to say they go on the road and they get the win. I mean, this this Chargers team to me is really kind of sneaky mm-hmm. because they haven't necessarily played the greatest all year, but they have a lot of top end talent: Justin Herbert, Austin Eckler, the receivers, yep. the you know, Bosa. Bo- Bosa and Khalil Mack on the defense. Yep. Like this is a team I think that. If there was a team that you kind of look up and you're wondering why they're playing in, a, in like a title game, and you're kind of wondering how that happened, this would be that team. I think. I, I asked the question: What do you think is that wild card team or whatever that could? And the Bengals would, team from last year, right? Yeah, that's a good point. I'd probably pick Chargers. Yes, because I because uh, you I mean you could say that for Dallas, but I don't think that'd be a surprise. Right. Yeah. I mean, they're a wild card fifth seed, but 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 realistically, they're at the very least, I think the third at at least the third best team in the in the conference, if not more. I would but agree. I, I, I would say that would be their floor. I would agree. Uh, and then Sunday, you got the Dolphins visiting the Bills. No Tua. Last I saw, this was a thirteen. Yeah. Um, you know, if they had Tua, I think you could maybe say they have a shot. But man, Skylar Thompson going in there, like I just this <laughs> Buffalo team right now, I think is. It's, yeah. it's 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 motivated. It's playing for something. and It's really good. Um, Buffalo, and I don't think it's close. Yeah, I'm going to go Buffalo in this game too. Uh, okay, so Giants and the Minnesota Sunday afternoon at three thirty. How are you picking this one, Brandon? I will pick Minnesota. Okay, but I mean, okay. you, you almost have to go off of the regular season and say, I think it's going to be close. And I will say, if nothing else, I don't think this game will be boring. Okay. Um. The, these teams played a few weeks ago, and the Vikings need a, a 61-yard field goal at the end to win it. A um, few things have changed since then. Most notably for the Vikings, no Brian O'Neill at right mm-hmm. tackle. Giants have a really good front four. Yep. Um, so I think that's something to keep an eye on. Daniel uh, Jones is a little healthier. Maybe they're talking about he can run more. A little more, yeah. So, um, But I do think Minnesota. this is a game Minnesota finds a way to win. I do think that you know playing at home I think is going to make a difference. I know some Giants mentioned when they were there before it wasn't really loud. Mm-hmm. I I think that will be much different this time around. Yeah. So I will take the I will take the Vikings like twenty seven twenty three. 
I'm taking Vikings too. Uh, I know a lot of like the Giants are like a popular pick. It yeah. seems like for for a lot of people, uh, but I'm I'm taking the Vikings in this one. Um, you know, it's nothing against the Giants, but I just feel like it's it'll be probably is, yeah, I think it's a good twenty. Yeah, like I that, think so. it's a matchup where you know, Minnesota can do some things. I think the a big key for them is going to be if they can run the ball. The Giants have one of the worst run defenses in the league. And the Vikings really haven't run the ball that well this year. Delvin Cook's over 1,000 yards. He's been healthy all year. But that's something they really haven't done a lot of, Mm -hmm. and especially efficiency. So if there's a way that they could do it, if there's a time to do it, this would be it. they got to get that game in by 630, though. Yes, they do. Or else, don't don't or let else, it get close. Or else it turns into a pumpkin. <laughs> uh, Sunday night then, Baltimore, Cincinnati, no Lamar Jackson. I mean, he pretty much tweeted it himself yesterday. Yep. He did tweet it himself yesterday. So, But, uh, yeah, Bengals. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is another one. Like, there's three ga- three of these six games that it's just kind of like, man, if, the, if things were a little different, it could be a lot different. But mm-hmm. this is one where I just, yeah, I don't see I, – I, I can't see – the Ravens going in there and winning this. No, uh, and and Joe Burrow is just playing lights out right now. Yep. Uh, and credit to the Bengals. I thought the Bengals would kind of fall back to yeah. earth this year, but no, they're clicking at the right time, man. Yeah, you see that happen a lot of times with maybe some Super Bowl, not just winners, but but in their case, the runner up that were hanging, kind of yeah. a hangover. Yep. They had that early, but they've really picked it up. They're they're proving they're as legit as. As you can as you can think. Oh, definitely. So, uh, and then we've got Tampa Bay, Dallas. Tom Brady is undefeated against the Cowboys in his career, which I I was actually a little surprised at that. But uh, that's the Monday night game here. Maybe the other close good game kind of on tap here could be. Yeah, because this is one of those where in theory, I mean, Dallas has been a much better team than Tampa this year. Mm-hmm. But I think everyone's just kind of like, okay. Well, this, does, does Tom Brady and the Buccaneers have like one more rabbit in their hat? Right. Like pull something out that you just don't see coming. I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna take Dallas just because I do think Dallas is just the better team, mm-hmm. and I think I think it'll be closer. But I don't think I don't think that they're gonna get a comeback. I, I, like I don't see him making a comeback like he did against the Saints. That's exact. Yeah, that's exactly it. Like Tampa Bay always falls in these holes. And even like Carolina in their last game, you know, all those deep passes to to Mike Evans and such. I don't know if that will happen against Dallas. Um, Dak Prescott, I do think, makes some of the dumbest interceptions. He does. Throws some of the dumbest interceptions. I mean, we're talking about far off the air in 4th and 26 and that stupid thing, but Dak does some of the – I'm just like, what what did you see? You know, what did you throw? But I do think Dallas wins this game, so I got them moving on too. Same. So – uh, which means then, I mean, we picked all the same, right? We did. Okay, that's kind of scary. Uh, <laughs> which means then divisional round. So we got to do the do the math here. It would be the Chargers versus the Chiefs. Yes, and then Bengals bull or Bengals and Buffalo. Buffalo. That one will be oh, Ooh, that'd be oh, fun. Then. Yeah. Yep. And full of emotion for many reasons. Yep. So, um, okay. So let's start with Chiefs Chargers divisional game. Can the Chargers pull off an upset? I'm going to say no. I think I think that's a good game. I think mm-hmm. that's a competitive game. I like how the Char- what the Chargers are doing right now, but I would say too much Chiefs. I think it'll be a close game too. Um I think it's one of those games where the Chiefs will actually start off slow. Week off. Yeah. Remember They play on Saturday the week before, so Remember it was a couple years ago when they were just down big to the Texans. Yeah, it wasn't like twenty four nothing. Something like something that. Something crazy. I remember watching the start of the game, like, what's yeah. going on here? I was at the Packer game. I think it was the Packer Seattle playoff game. I think you're right. 
and we were kind of watching that and like walking around like oh wow texas are gonna or chiefs are gonna lose and then it's like wait what the heck is going yeah, on right never now? never mind yeah exactly so i don't think it'll be that bad but i could see like chiefs starting off a little slow and then they take care of business when it's all said and done so yep. i'm taking the chiefs too i'm struggling with this one though buffalo and cincinnati yeah this one can go either way i will take buffalo mm-hmm. but you know if you pick cincinnati i wouldn't argue if it was in Cincinnati, I might pick Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Um, but since it's Buffalo, I'll take Buffalo. But I am not confident. In yeah, it. I'm not. I I'm really not. In fact, I might change it yet today. But I'm taking Buffalo right now at this point. So NFC then means Philly, Dallas. In one five. Yeah, one, one five here. You know what? I'm gonna take Dallas. God dang it, so am I, Brandon. We're doing the same things right now. I I told you off there, I feel like if Dallas wins Tampa, I think they beat Philly. I really do. And so that's what that's what I'm gonna roll with. Um so and then we got uh your Vikings and the 49ers. In that scenario, I would take San Francisco. I just think I mean San Francisco is already a good team. I just think that they're also a really tough matchup for Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Because of their, you know, what they can do up front, because of their physicality, and then just the myriad of ways they can beat you on defense or on when they're on offense, I, I just, I don't know. I, would, I think Minnesota would have a hard time with that, so I would take San Francisco. I'm taking San Francisco too. So we've got the same exact picks in the divisional round, which means we've got a neutral site in Atlanta for the AFC Choo-choo. championship game. The Chiefs taking on the Buffalo Bills. I will take Buffalo. Huh? I think, I yeah, I. I I, I think this is Buffalo's time right now. I'm picking Buffalo too. Gee <laughs> to, to pick that one there too. So I'm, I'm, I, I. He won't play this weekend, but I think the fact that Micah High was activated, yes, that that's a well. big boost to that defense yeah, to bring he's him back. Kind of a Swiss Army knife for them. To yes, a lot. Uh, and we know that you know they've have got some depth issues at safety now too. You know, with with uh, Demar Hamlin and who replaced Micah Hyde. But I think if you you know he won't play this weekend, but if they can get him back for divisional yes. round in that that's, that's big. a big boost for that defense so uh yeah i got buffalo uh going to the super bowl too so we both have san francisco and dallas shout out to the 90s i was gonna say this <laughs> is this is our childhood we yeah. can we get can we somehow find a way to get john madden and pat Summerall back from from beyond to, yes to call we, this they, one? they gotta call that game they gotta dallas has gotta wear like they gotta wear their 90s uniforms too yep. You know they got Dallas got to wear like the white and the yeah. blue sleeves and oh yeah yeah they got to do that throwback. All right, so how do you got that one playing? Uh, in that scenario, I'll take San Francisco. Okay, because it'll be in San Francisco too. It would be in San Francisco. Um, nope. yeah, I would take San Francisco. This is where we're changing it up. All right, there's got to be one team that just kind of boy. You're just leading into this whole '90s motif with a Buffalo Dallas Super Bowl. I know. I'm a little upset. NFL Network or NFL.com had their top five. Mm-hmm. They didn't put Dallas or Buffalo in there. Yeah. I mean, come on, that's that's easily a top three one. Maybe they just got sick and tired of it from, you know. Could but be. this one would be different. Buffalo would probably win that one, maybe. I don't know. But, no, I'm I'm going with the Cowboys in this one. I don't know why. I just have this weird feeling in my gut a little bit. So That Mike, I, McCar- that Mike McCarthy pulls off a run? Can you imagine? <laughs> well, um, so I've got Buffalo, Dallas. You've got Buffalo, San Francisco. San Francisco. Who do you got as your overall winner? Buffalo. Buffalo I, winning it all. I, yep. I, I just, I think a lot of things are going to come together for them, mm-hmm. and it's Buffalo over San Francisco. I am picking Buffalo as well. I'll pick Buffalo to beat the boys in the in the Super Bowl. So, I wish Buffalo still had Von Miller 
You know, I think that's a big loss. But um, I think if they do get, again, Micah Hyde coming back would be a huge boost for them. So, Mm -hmm. but I'll go Buffalo too. All right, there you have it. And that's how it's going to happen. Exactly how Somehow, it's going to happen. Uh, both of them. <laughs> right. So, I was. Did you you saw that top five list, right? There were I did. some weird ones on there. There like, was. What? Like, why is that a dream, Matt? No, yeah. No, thank you. So. Although, I mean, there's only one Vikings one on there, but it was the one I would have thought of, which would have been Minnesota and Buffalo because, well, hey, someone's going to win the Super Bowl finally. <laughs> I thought it was. Uh, I thought they picked uh, Minnesota and Miami as a rematch from uh, Super Bowl eight. Was on their list. Oh, I thought I thought the only one I had seen was maybe maybe I didn't look that far down the list, but I remember seeing Buffalo, Minnesota, strictly for the Ofer Super Bowl storyline. I'll see if I can find it later on, but yeah. All right, there's our picks. Now let's put it this way: what do you what do you want for it to be? Ooh, I like that one. What do I want it to? Well, be? Well, if you could pick, if they said if they, if the powers that be said, Dan, we're gonna rig it so whatever you want, you get Cincinnati versus Buffalo. I don't want anybody in the NFC to go. Um, gosh. This is tough because I really don't like anybody that's left in the NFC. You know, I mean, because, and, and, you know, I can make the case that there's a reason why we don't like them as a Packers fan for every single team out there. Yeah. Yeah, it is kind of it is kind of like the, the Packer haters ball yeah. of uh, an NFC field this year. Yeah. Philly, I mean... They just want it. They don't need to win again. Um, 49ers, we uh, all know. Yes, yeah. Minnesota, Obviously, yeah. Tampa Bay, come on. Yeah. It's Tom Brady. Everybody's tired of him. Dallas, really? Come on. Giants, they've ruined our playoffs a, lot, a couple times. Yep, and then Seattle. And then oh, Seattle. On. I mean, come on. So I can't cheer for anybody. Yeah, could, you, could you, I mean, unless somehow the Bears are in there, like, could you literally pick a field that had more teams that Packer fans just wouldn't want to see win? I don't think so. That's You look at it, it's just... You'd probably have to substitute maybe Philly out for like the Bears, right? But I mean, even like the fourth and twenty sixth, the anniversary was just the other day. Yeah, you know that sort of thing. So it's like, gosh, I hate this field. I don't like it. I don't. I would have rather have had Detroit in. If Detroit was in it, then I would probably say them. And I they have would a rule. they would and they would honestly be they would probably be like the the Cinderella favorite in the NFC. Like people because mm-hmm. yeah. And, and I have a rule. I can't root for a division team if they're in a Super Bowl. But I almost feel like I'd be like, all right, it's Detroit, though. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah, you kind of feel bad a little bit. And I'm not trying to pick on them. It's just you kind of, you know, yep. they were a fun team. And I love Jamal Williams. Yeah. He's still one of my favorite players. So yeah. do you have a – Do you have a, besides Minnesota? Well, I mean, obviously you know? yeah, I would pick Minnesota. But for me it would be Vikings-Jaguars. Yeah. That would just be the most nuts one possible. Go Jaguars. I think everybody would be happy if it was Jaguars, too. Are they the Cinderella team that everybody would, like, kind of root for? Probably. Yeah. Probably. And here's the thing, like, they could make a little, like, they're, this isn't, you know, a, 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 a garbage 7 and 9 kind of team making it in. Like, yeah. yeah, obviously their record's not great, but, you know, they've got a young quarterback, like, they're, they've got a coach that's won it before. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, you know, they're, would not surprise me, as I mentioned. Yeah. I mean, we've seen it before. Yeah. Teams below 500, they're not below 500, but we've seen it a couple times, 7 and 9 teams getting wins, or 9 and 7 teams and that, so. 
Who doesn't love cooking up a good burger on the grill? Having a good burger is one of the most satisfying moments in your life. And now we have the perfect burger to put on the grill and create more satisfying moments in your life. It's the Dan Good Burger available only at Hy-Vee in Eau Claire. This burger has bacon, cheese, and ranch seasoning all inside the patty to give you that perfect balance of taste and awesomeness in each bite. So head on over to Hy-Vee in Eau Claire and grab yourself a few Dan Good Burgers and fire up that grill. Family owned and operated, Toys and Ford is proud to serve the drivers of the Chippewa Valley with some of the most popular vehicles around Wisconsin and the country. They're committed to giving drivers from across the area the best in customer service with a top-notch selection of brand new vehicles to choose from, as well as an extensive inventory of pre-owned crossover SUV and trucks. Plus, with their expert finance, service, and part centers in-house, they strive to be your one-stop dealership for all of your automotive needs. Visit them today at 1000 Chippewa Crossing Boulevard in Chippewa falls hey you just jumping in here to see if you're enjoying this episode well if you are then let us know with a positive review if not remember what your mother said you don't have anything nice to say don't say it at all okay back to the show um so when I, i'm sure you saw the ending you know him walking off the field arm in arm with Cobby. Uh, Jameson, uh, Jameson Williams asking for his jersey. He's like, no, I'm going to hold on to this one. Did you hear what Andrew Whitworth said about that, by the way? No. Uh, he was on Rich Eisen's show, and he was asked about that. And he came with, with a different theory. He's like, that was a rookie wide receiver asking Aaron Rodgers for his jersey. Maybe, yeah, maybe he's just yeah. trying to be nice about it yeah. and not be like, no. Yeah, he's <laughs> like, uh, no, you got to, you know. And he's going to be a good receiver probably. You know, yeah. Down the line. But, but it was like Whitworth said, he's like, that's a rookie. That happens all the time. You know, these rookies. I'm sure. That I'm and, sure. You know, and that sort of thing. And uh, Which is, uh, okay, I don't know if that was it or not. But, but, it's, uh, but that, that's to me, that's a viable possibility. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, did you, what was your gut feeling? And, and like you were saying, you kind of, you know, listening to his presser afterwards. Yeah, I, Do you feel any different now than maybe what you did a couple weeks ago about his coming back or may, not? I don't know. Like maybe I, I would lean a little bit more, like, I would. I, I still feel just as strongly as I did that he's going to that he's not going to be playing somewhere else. Mm-hmm. You know, I still feel it's either Green Bay or retiring. Mm-hmm. Maybe I would slide a, based on what I'd seen at the end. Maybe a little more likely he retires, but I still think he's coming back. Yeah. Maybe I go from like sixty thirty five to like fifty five forty. Mm-hmm. But still, I, I if I was placing odds, I would say my odds on would be that he returns. I. I almost feel like, you know, part of me was like, was that more of like, you know, because everybody's making a deal about him and Kabi arm in arm, was that more of like they might have known that was their last time together? That could be. Because remember yeah. last year, the whole last dance thing, it wasn't necessarily for Aaron Rodgers. It was Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams playing together. Right, exactly. So maybe it's uh, – that's that's a good point. You know, that's kind of – because I'm like, you know, watching that and, there, and, you know, when the camera's out there, I'm like, there's another guy. He kind of put – you know, Bakhtiari was walking behind them. And I almost feel like this was more of like those two kind of realizing this might be it. Yes. You know. Um, but, you know, you go to like CBSSports.com. You go to – everybody's got articles, top landing spots for Aaron Rodgers. Again, it's just like, okay, you might as well bring back the articles you wrote last year. Yeah, did you learn nothing? And from, bring like, it up. I just I, – I just, I'm not sure if they're listening. Yeah. Like – Like he – Aaron – and I know we can't take everything that athletes and people say, but – he, I agree with you. He's either in Green Bay or he's retiring. He's not going anywhere else. And before anybody says the Favre thing, like we were talking about the air, the difference between Favre and 08 to what this is now, 
Favre said he was retiring, and he, he retired. retired for they had a the press bit. conference. He was gone. He was gone. And then he got the itch in July. I was like, well, maybe not. That's a different scenario. Whereas yes. if Roger says in two weeks I'm coming back, they're going to welcome him back. Yes. They're going to welcome And I fully believe they would have done the same with Favre in 08. Correct. If Brett Favre would have came back after that NFC title game and said, okay, I'm coming back. Yes. That would Aaron Rodgers might not be in Green yeah. Bay at that point. That would have been just a very interesting timeline. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Little little butterfly, you know, butterfly effect there. Yep. But I agree with you, and it's just, and I get it. People are just going out there, and it draws attention in that. But I'm just like, how many more times do we have to go through this? Like, he's not playing anywhere else. Like, I, would be I don't guarantee stunned. a whole lot. I would almost guarantee he is I not playing anywhere else. Very very stunned. Yes. Yes, I, I I totally agree. So it's like, oh, he's going to the Raiders, or he's going to go to the Jets, and all that. I'm like, so if he goes to the Jets, does that mean he goes to Minnesota in two years? Right. <laughs> That's just I I don't get it. I, I but it what it is what it is. Yep. So you know, I feel like there's more talk about where's Aaron going to play besides Don Brady talk right now. Well, Tom Brady's still playing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> At least for another week. Yeah. I feel like he's actually going to play next year, and I think he's going to the Raiders. I do too. Like that's, you know, I I think it might, maybe it was a little bit different. If Brock Purdy wasn't lighting it up, yeah. then maybe you can make the case for San Francisco. But you know, the the one thing I think that hurts is the Raiders don't have a defense. When he went to Tampa Bay, they had a defense and they, they had everything in place. That was like a plug and play exactly. for a quarterback. Yep. The Raiders, I'm not sure is. I mean, maybe they got players like Chandler Jones and Max Crosby, Devontae, like, you know, but they're still It's just something there's something missing. Yeah. Like I don't know what they're they're at for cap room or maybe they can, you know, bring a couple guys in because Tom Brady's there suddenly, but mm-hmm. yeah, like I could see him being there because look, you know What do you think of the whole Miami rumor again now? <sighs> I think if Miami does that, because it's getting brought back up that he'll go to Miami and then Sean Payton's going to Miami, Mike McDaniel will be a one and out. Ah. If Miami does that, I think they're idiots. Yeah, I I would agree. Like, because like, how long is Sean Payton going to stay mm-hmm. if it's just for one year? Because Tom Brady, I mean, I think he's playing next year too, but it's not like he's playing five more years, right? Like, and I don't know if the wild card in that whole thing is Tua's. Concussion, yeah. health, if they're kind of looking at that. or But I don't know about yanking the, the, the carpet out from under Mike McDaniel so quick. Right. Like, I know they haven't closed great, but I think part of that is... Quarterback play. Quarterback play. Yeah. I mean, show me someone else. I guess I could say show me someone that's succeeding with their third-string quarterback, and I guess you could look at the 49ers, but <laughs> that's the exception, not the rule. Right. Yeah. I just, you know, that's getting brought back up, and anybody's wondering, what's the Miami... I'm assuming it's because the owner's a Michigan man. Tom Brady's a Michigan man. That's sort of, you know, yeah. back and forth there. It would be but, very interesting, though, that there was that, you know, that talk of tampering and stuff, and then he just goes there anyway. Yeah. Then they're like, oh, yep, there you go. There's the proof in the pudding, probably. I don't feel like I, – I got my pick. I, I, don't, I put it up in a podcast yesterday, my coaching picks. Um, but I got Sean Payton going to the Cardinals. And I think it's down to a couple here. Obviously, Broncos, they're going to spend money. They don't care. They, they've got it coming out of their ears. They can spend on whatever. Mm-hmm. I think the biggest thing, though, for why I have it to the Cardinals, Sean Payton, I mean, he lives in Texas, I still believe. He's got a Texas home. Arizona's in the south. They don't have a GM in place. I feel like Sean Payton's a guy that wants control of everything. Yeah, and so that's a way to get him. So he can handpick his GM, you know, not saying he'll be the Bill Belichick and GM, but he can, like like Andy Reid in Kansas City, handpicks 
his GM or did. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing where that full control. Uh, so I feel like Arizona is going to be the one that is the only one that all can offer him that right now because everybody else kind of has a GM in place, you know, at this point. So besides Tennessee, but they're not changing their head coach. So yeah. I, that's where I got Arizona. And then the Kyler Murray thing that he loves Kyler Murray. He's on tape saying that. So, mm-hmm. and I just feel like he maybe wants to go to a place where there's already a proven quarterback. Yeah, instead of developing his own. Yeah, and he might not have Kyler Murray at the beginning of the year with that ACL, but still. Knowing you're going to get him helps. Yeah, so I had it going to, to Arizona. I know everybody's kind of on the Denver one right now, but I feel like Dan Quinn's going there. The Russell Wilson connection. It, and it's interesting with them because they, you know, they're obviously they're coming off Nathaniel Hackett, who was kind of the hot shot young co- mm-hmm. co- offensive coach that didn't work. But the pre then the but previous to that they a few times they had went with the defensive guy, mm-hmm. and like the guy that's out there that I I mean I really wanted him in Minnesota last year that I I would like D'Amico? to see him, yes yeah. would be D'Amico Ryan's landing somewhere I, I don't really, think he goes anywhere he, it's I just, think he's going to be picky yeah he and he can be yeah because you know everybody's like well he played for the Texans he could be he doesn't just because he played for the Texans doesn't mean, he, doesn't mean he likes the current structure over there it's not the same when he played you know yes. The, the GM, Nick Castro. Yeah, when he know. played there, they were a good team. Yeah. So he can be picky, I think. And maybe Denver would be one over there, but he yeah. kind of turned them down last year, too. Like, he kind of withdrew, I think, he, his name from Denver last mm-hmm. year. So I feel like he's going to be picky. He's got a – he kind of controls it, which is a risk because let's say he stays and then all of a sudden San Francisco falls off a cliff next year. Yeah, that's happened. There's it's been happened. times where one year, uh, you know, this coordinator looks like he can get any job he wants, and then the next year suddenly mm-hmm. nobody wants him. Right. So, but, you know, you kind of look at Carolina. Is that an attractive one? Okay, you got an owner that's going to spend money, but you're going to have to get a quarterback in a the draft. There's a lot of work to do. Yep. Houston, again, you know you're getting a quarterback, but it's a rebuilding situation. And, well, they're, they're – Look at the last couple of years for crying out loud. So it's a mess over there. Yep. Um, Denver. Well, we just got done talking about Arizona. And who's the other one team? That's oh, I got the list right here. Indianapolis. Colts. Yeah. And there, too, is kind of a wild card with Jim Say I don't know what. I feel like this year is really hard to forecast coaches because there's a couple, but there's not like big name coordinators we've heard for a couple years. They're like one year guys. Yes. Johnson with Detroit. Ste- uh, Steichen, or uh, yeah, Steichen uh, from Philly. From Philly. Yeah, exactly. There's those guys out there. Then you got the Sean Payton and Harbaugh thing mixed in there too. Yeah. And I know Harbaugh's got the Colts connection, but I feel like if you hire Har- Harbaugh, Chris Ballard's gone. You're their GM over there. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what the heck the Colts are It's very there. interesting. Yeah. It's kind of all over the place. So... Do you think Sean McVay ultimately calls it? I'm leaning towards yes. I think so. Too. I think when he told his his staff that they can pursue other opportunities, mm-hmm. to me that's yeah. And like he he is. I mean, he's accomplished everything he can. Like if he wants to, you know, spend time with his family, I'm sure you know, get into TV and look, he could be he could take he could take five years off and be back in the coaching at 43 years old or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like he could do that. I I think so. I I think I think so, and I think Raheem Morris is probably going to get it. That I mean, if that's it, you know, yes, it's just the the promotion from within. Unless yep. they still want to go offensive minded sort of guy, but yeah, because I, I mean they kind of got their the last few years they've kind of had a bit of a, a brain drain on their offensive end. Obviously, Kevin mm-hmm. O'Connell going Matt Lafleur, Matt Lafleur now, and then their offensive coordinator this year went, went to Kentucky. To, yeah, went back so to Kentucky. 
What does that tell you? He leaves Kentucky offensive coordinator to go to the Ramsby offensive coordinator last of the year and goes back to Kentucky to be offensive coordinator. Um, Wes but, Phillips, who was who was a, a coach there, is the offensive coordinator for the Vikings. Mm-hmm. So they've really had a lot of, and that and that happens. But I know he, there's been a lot of people like the guy's young. Why is he already thinking about it? And, and you know, I had some people, or I saw some people say it's because he won right away. Yeah. And then that expectation and that pressure might have gotten a little yeah. too high a or, little bit. You know, maybe he's just a very goal oriented guy. He's like, hey, I've done it. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm I've won I've won the Super Bowl. I've done this. I've done that. Like, you know, some people want to do it over. And like Bill Belichick, he's you know he the he Bill looked, Belichick's and Andy Reid's are fewer. Correct. You know, Espe- you know, especially starting earlier. Like, if you can do it, if you can, and you know, the, obviously the the TV route is a viable viable route. You can stay with the game and. Not have to you know be away from your family all the time. I know there's people saying too, like, well, last year would have been the year because of all the movement with like all these commentators and that. I guarantee you, if Sean McVay's available, a TV network will find a spot to put him in. Yep. You know, it's not like, well, they don't got any. They will make an opening. If you're, they good. will squeeze a chair in between Terry Bradshaw and Howie Long again. Yes. Yes. You know, they'll do that sort yep. of thing. They can add another chair onto the de- under the table. Yep, they'll, they'll do it. So I'm not worried about. And now, heck, he could do it. He could he could do it, and Sean and Sean Payton may not be there. Right. So it's it's a zero sum game. Yeah. Or go to Amazon and add another one next to Ryan Fitzpatrick and Richard Sherman and that group uh, over there. They'll add a chair. I'm, that's no biggie right there. Yep. That's no biggie at all. So, um, there's something else I was going. Somebody asked me the other day if I could pick any coach. To lead my current team or to have on my team right now, any coach, who would it be? I picked Andy Reid. It would to me. It would be either him or Sean McDermott. That's a good one too. But no, and, like Andy Reid, it just it. Andy Reid, I think, is the perfect example of reinvention or mm-hmm. just tweaking yourself because he had a lot of success in Philly. Never won the big one though. Mm-hmm. You know, th- there needed to be a time for them to kind of part ways. Mm-hmm. You know, he went back to work, kind of, really, kind of. Dug himself in on kind of like more modern stuff because he I mean, he's a West Coast guy came off that you know that Packers yep. West Coast tree yep. and has now he's he's looked at as being this cutting edge guy even though he's been around forever right and he's got he's got the right temperament for it he loves cheeseburgers he's <laughs> was that a real cheeseburger they put in there because that thing stayed I was wondering about that too that thing stayed in that box I hope so. perfectly which is like because he 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 rattled that box around a little bit yeah. And I'm like, okay, if that's real, that there's got to be some like extra mayo or some sauce. Yeah, sticking like there's a stick there. in it. Yes, like a gigantic toothpick or something. <laughs> but no, I just I, I agree with you. Like a long, long time head coach, you kind of maybe seen it with Belichick a little bit. Not maybe willing to or stuck in your ways, like the ego a little bit. Like, well, I'm just going to put Matt Patricia as an offensive yeah, coordinator. Yeah, we saw that win. And now they're suddenly looking for yeah. And then you have Andy Reid, like you. I mean, just said. A guy who's actually, hey, we're going to adapt. We're going to adjust and all that. What? Question. In the interest of Cliff Kingsbury continuing to fall upward, does he end up with the the Rams job? (laughs) Oh, my God. Just because he always seems to find a way to fall upward. Like, at this point, what would be falling upward for him? It'd have to be like... Replacing Bill with the Patriots. (laughs) Like, you know, he he goes there to be like the offensive coordinator. Because remember, he he played for the Patriots. No. And then Bill Belichick retires in two years, and Cliff Kingsbury takes over. God, I mean, if you need a coach to win your first few games, he's not bad. It's yeah. just you know, close it out at the he's, end. He's Mister September and October. Yeah. Oh my God. He. I feel like he's going to be an offensive coordinator in the NFL. I don't think he's going back to the college game. Yeah. I feel like a team's going to hire him as. 
I feel like he's almost like an Adam Gase. People were so enamored with Adam Gase because of one reason. Peyton Manning loved him. So they tried to Peyton Manning endorsed him all over the place. Yeah, he look how many times look at the jobs he got. Yeah, he got the Miami job, then he's yeah, offensive coordinator look, there's, some, there's some people that are just better coordinators. Mm-hmm. Dom Capers, um, yeah. North Turner, North Turner, yes. Yeah, that's there's a good one. They, you know, there's just there's just and that's, Wade Phillips is probably Wade a Phillips, really great yeah, and name. that's I'm not saying that's not because they were no. those guys are were high level. Mm-hmm. Like you have them on your staff. And you're a coach, you can say, you know what, I don't, you know, I've got Wade Phillips, I don't got to worry about my defense. Vic Fangio, Vic Fangio, he's going to take care of it. Yep, yep, I, I agree with that, I totally agree. And I'm not saying Cliff Kingsbury's ex, because that hasn't happened yet. No, but I'm, maybe he is. I'm just trying to think of the team that would. Patriots. That's the only one. It's like, is it? But does his style fit with Mac Jones? You know what's going to happen, Brandon. This is exactly what's going to happen. They're going to get Tom Brady back. Well, no. This is what's going to happen. Bill O'Brien is going to go back to New England. He's going to leave Alabama. Nick Saban's going to get Cliff Kingsbury to be his offensive coordinator. You know what's good? Because he's done it with Lane Kiffin. He's done it with Steve Sarkeesian. He's done it with Bill O'Brien. Nick Saban's going to bring in Cliff Kingsbury for his offensive coordinator. Honestly, you talked about kind of the way to reinvent yourself. Another great example of that is Nick Saban. Yeah. Because there was a period of time where they were that – I'll use pro style in quotes because the pro style has changed, but, you know, run the ball and all that, you know, play action off it. Mm-hmm. And then he saw some teams beat him and was like, well, we got to change this. And then he kind of, you know, started to adopt some of those. And, mm-hmm. you know, he's, I think I remember him say, saying it. He said, you know, hey, the dinosaurs didn't adapt and they're not here anymore. That's a good quote. That's a really good quote. Yeah. And that's, I was actually, I brought that up the other day about Nick Saban, like, because him and Bill Belichick are always going to get compared or they're paired, you know, attached at the hip for, you know, college or pro game, you know, they did the documentary together. I don't know if you ever watched that from HBO a couple years ago. But the one thing I will say about Cliff Kingsbury, or excuse me, uh, uh, Nick Saban, at least it looks like his assistants have success after. Like yeah, Kirby, Kirby Smart, Smart. And, there, and uh, there's some others. Yeah, whereas Bill Belichick, it's Not like, really. no. And yeah. it's and it's different going college versus pro. Right, but. definitely. Speaking of uh, Nick Saban, I remember I was watching part of the Sugar Bowl. Um you know who's an offensive analyst as we talk about the massive coaching tree for Nick Saban, who's currently on the staff right now? Oh, I, I should know this. But uh, a, you go back about eight years, it was the guy who wanted the Vikings to draft to be their quarterback the year they draft Teddy Bridgewater. Zach Mettenberger, the old LSU coach, or the old quarterback. Yeah, he's an analyst. He's for an L- analyst. Oh my he sticks God. out because he's like 6'5", 250 pounds on this big bushy beard. Yeah. But he's an analyst for the for, the, for Alabama. I did not know they that. They showed a sideline shot, and they showed him like writing something down. Like, hey, that's he, Zach Mettenberger. He, uh, Titans. Was yeah, he, was, with, he was with the Titans. Yeah, yeah. he kind of floated around a little bit. I think he played in one of the uh, spring leagues. I forget which one. But Yeah. Wow. That's a name to pull out of there. I'm just bringing up the, the coaches for Alabama because it feels like there's, there should be more like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Bill O'Brien's on there, offensive coordinator, quarterback. Sarkeesian got the job, Texas. Yep. Um. So that means you know what that means. Zach uh, Mettenberger is probably going to be a coach somewhere. All right. Coordinator, so he can go back to his alma mater, LSU, in like ten years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like this isn't very accurate because you go to Alabama's website, they've got like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven coaches listed. That's it. <laughs> I'd be comfortable with saying double that yeah. for some of the uh, well, other... a lot of them are yeah, the analysts and the the stuff like that were right. Yeah. Exactly. So. 
I do love like in college though too. Like Wisconsin's got it. Their special teams coordinator is the safeties coach too. Whereas this one, there's uh, crossover. Yeah. yeah, special teams coordinator, outside linebackers coach. So it's just I don't know why I find so that I, kind of funny. But. So now, I mean, we this is you kind of talking about college coaches. Do you think Jim Miller takes the year off? You mean Jim Leonard? Yeah. So oh, I said, thought you said Jim Miller, and I'm like no, the quarterback from the Bears. Bears? No, he's he's been taking several years <laughs> off. Um, no, because, I think so. I because honestly, I I thought he would have been a good fit at USC, but they're keeping Alex Grinch. Mm, yep. Did, but, per, did Baylor hire a defense corner yet? I don't know. Did Dave Aranda? I don't know, because obviously with the domino falling of Joe Barry, in all likelihood staying in Green Bay. Yeah. The only other thing I could think of is it just depends on the NFL openings, like. I know he interviewed a couple years ago with the Rams for their defense coordinator. Maybe you know, if they clean house? Yeah. Or depending on, I don't know if any of these head coaching candidates have any connections with him. You know, some of these, you know, would they bring him on as a defensive coordinator then? Mm-hmm. I'd have to kind of do a little bit more of a, I guess, deeper dive on that one. But, yeah, I don't know if they would have any connections with Jimmy. I mean, they don't necessarily have to. No. I don't think LaFleur really did. They could just admire from afar. Right. So, I wouldn't want to see after these coaching cycles kind of get yeah. But I think he's not coming to college. Otherwise, he would have had a job by now, I think. Maybe he was being offensive or defensive analyst in Alabama. <laughs> uh, and you know what? He could take the year off and his stock will still be high. Well, that's it. Year. Like me, That's also possible. He just wants to, you know, take, take the time, take off. The time off, spend it with the family, and nope. he's, see how the stock landscape changes. Be, yeah. His stock is still high for him. So I'm trying to think, like, what other – yeah, because McVeigh, I mean, he'll be unless McVeigh stays, but Raheem Morris gets a job, then maybe Jimmy would go. I don't okay. know. Just kind of throwing it all out there at this point. So, brats are like the official food of Wisconsin, and now they come in so many different flavors. And we're gonna get on that train as well because we are partnering with Mike Star Market in Eau Claire to not only bring you one but two new brat flavors and a new snack sticks flavor. One flavor of the brat will be the Man Cave Light Brat, but we need your help in deciding what flavor the other brat should be and what flavor the snack sticks should be. So just visit sportstalk1051.com and click on the Enter and Win tab. Tell us what flavors we should use, and if we select yours, you're going to win a gift card from Mike Star Market. Let's get creative, and let's hear your flavor ideas for our new brats and snack sticks. The reviews are in. It's the best thing I have ever tasted in my life. This is the best thing that's happened in my life. Even better than my wedding. That's what everyone has to say about Man Cave Light, the official beer of the Dan Casper Show and the Man Cave Podcast. Try it for yourself and you'll know exactly why people say it's like sipping a little bit of heaven. Man Cave Light is available on tap at the bar in High V. You can also grab a crawler or six and take some Man Cave Light home with you. So go try your new favorite beer, Man Cave Light, today. And you will know exactly why one reviewer said, I cry tears of joy every time i have one all right joining me again on the uh, podcast my good buddy brandon burke can we just make this a regular friday thing after the show do a quick segment with you maybe? i think so and let's do it more often than not it's gonna be about something that has nothing to do with sports you gotta take a break sometimes that's fine once yeah. in a while to cleanse the palate and you and i have a lot of we get off on tangents and reminisce about a lot of stuff if and... nothing else this will give us the venue to do that so maybe we don't do it quite so much on the show that's a good way to put it. Yeah, something to look forward to. So something you and I have talked about uh, off and on has been uh, TGIF back in the day when we were kids. You know, you'd get home from school. I don't know what it was like for you sometimes. You know, if that was my treat was maybe getting to McDonald's for supper or something like that. And then, like, from 7 to 9 was TGIF. You know, the TV show was on, on ABC there. So you and I have kind of talked about that. And 
had a little fun with that, had some conversations, jokes and that. So we're like, you know what? Let's do a like a power ranking, our top five of like first it started off with dads, but then we switched it to father figures. Yeah, because you know, because there's some that aren't. Yeah, they weren't, weren't classic. You know, like classical just ads. Right. Exactly. So, because yeah. I've been kind of like binge watching some of the old shows like that, because now with streaming, you can relive or rewatch. I, I guess I should say some of those shows. So, I'm like you know what? Let's Brian's the perfect one to do this. Let's have a little fun with it. Kind of switch it up. So, let's do this. Without further ado, it's our top five father figures of all time. Just shows that aired at some point during TGIF. You know, at some point, they were a part of the TGIF yep. lineup. So, do you want to go first, or should I go first? Ah, uh, you can start. Uh, I think this person is probably going to be a little bit higher on your list. Maybe not. I don't know. Frank Lambert, uh, step by step. Patrick Duffy. He's my number five because, well, I mean, that was a big family, married and stepkids, his own kids under one roof. Uh, you know, to to kind of you know control all that, all those kids and that. It's a good father figure for. His own kids, but uh, even his stepkids. So I'm going Frank Lambert. I'm going Frank. Lam- who's the uh, Who's the cousin or that it was his nephew on there too? He had to deal with that guy. I'm blanking on his name. I'm gonna, I'm gonna look it up here. But he was like a funny kind of. He lived in his van in the yard. Do you remember that? Oh yeah. Um, you're gonna probably be able to find it quicker before I can remember it. So I'll just defer to you. Ah. <sighs> Cody, cousin Cody, that's what it was. Cody Lambert lived in his van. Yeah, did the guitar and that. Oh yeah. So, all right, Frank Lambert, number five, Wisconsin. Shout out there too. Which, um, if you look at the uh, the intro for Step by Step, they're at a amusement park, mm-hmm. and they're for some reason they're at an amusement park in Wisconsin, allegedly, where you see the water, which maybe is supposed to be like Michigan. But there's also mountains off in the distance, <laughs> which anyone that's lived in Wisconsin for any period of time knows that that's not not the case. That's not filmed in Wisconsin. No, no. At least that that the was intro it was. supposed to be Port Washington or something. Yeah, Port. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. All right. Who's your five? Uh, number five for me. I'm going with Earl Sinclair from the dinosaur from dinosaurs. Good pick. Because yeah. he needs to be on the list, but I'm not sure he was always the best dad. <laughs> but he's if we're going, I don't know if we're going best or favorite or what, but he's got to be on there. Yeah, that's I mean, a good. I've, I've, I've got to have him on there. Um, Worked hard, and we mentioned it on the show. I think it was either the show or the podcast last week. The dinosaur is still maybe the most messed up ending to a TV show I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I won't spoil it for you. you know, spoiler alerts in case you haven't watched it. but You uh, can pre- stream it. It's out there. We've watched it. Prepare so. to be surprised. Yep. I had the toys of that when I was a little kid. I had I the toys. I, was younger, I, had, I think I was younger. I had a T-shirt of the baby. Yeah, I had a baby toy, and I think I was the dad. Must have been on there, too. But, yeah. Earl Sinclair, baby. That's a good pick. That's a good pick. Uh, Number four might be higher for some other people, but I got him at four. I went with Uncle Jesse from uh, Full House. Uh, I mean, come on. You you could probably pick all three Uncle Jesse. And that's the thing about Full House is, yeah, you could legitimately have three of the top five if you want to. Yeah, Uncle Joey. Obviously, Danny Tanner is on there, too. But I think some people kind of forget that Full House was on TGIF. Yes. Because I feel like some people feel like – because at one point it wasn't. I think it moved during – during the week, maybe in their later years? I think so, but that's probably once it... I mean, it probably had so much of its own pull that they didn't need it to be as a part of that. Yep. And it drew by itself. Yep. So I went with uh, Uncle Jesse at number four. All right. Uncle Jesse was on my list for a while. He, he is not... I will say he's not in the top five, but... I, he got bumped out? He got bumped out. Okay. Number four, we're going to Alan Matthews, Boy Meets World. Okay. Good pick. Raised, raised a good kid. Raised mm-hmm. some good, you know... He's on my list. All right. Well, there we go. So I, I will list, let you expand so. a little more when that time comes. All right. Uh, number three, I just mentioned him, Danny Tanner, Full, full House. Uh, you know, single dad, 
three daughters. Did get some help from uh, Uncle Jesse and Uncle but Joey. Sometimes but sometimes Joey and Jesse were their own separate handful. That's true. Full time job as a t- as a as a TV sports reporter yes, first, and then yeah. went into the daytime talk was show. Wake, remember Wake Up San Francisco? Yep. yep. They had a dog Comet. Mm-hmm. Comet, good one right there. Uh, so yeah, I went Danny Tanner. Which I mean, come on, Bob Saget, shout out. I don't think I would have never thought as a kid watching Danny oh, yeah, Tanner. That, yeah, Bob Saget, uh, Danny, see, Danny Tanner is way different than Bob Saget in every other walk of exactly. life. Exactly. Like I just like when I first started, I think it was like uh, like maybe Entourage when I saw him as like not Danny Tanner or something. I'm like, whoa, like, this is weird. This is really kind of awkward a little bit. Yeah. All right, number three. three, you mentioned him, but for me, number three, Frank Lambert. Okay, Boy Meets World, as I mentioned, he's that's a lot step to have. By on step. A, that's step a lot by to step. step by step. Sorry, yep. that's a lot to have on a dad's plate. Mm-hmm. All them kids, all them other people that are. And there. then he had to build a salon for his wife next door because he was a construction. You know, he had his own construction business. Frank's so. got a lot of things going on, but he's making it work. Mm-hmm. Good. He did for get him. stressed out a few times on there. Eh, he did. But I can understand it. I do too. Yep. Uh, okay, my number two. I think this might be your number one, Carl Winslow. Uh, so I, I got a feeling he's probably still on your list, but. Uh, you know, that was a movie, too, where I didn't call that show by its name. I, I actually called it uh, Steve Urkel, the show, or like yeah. the Steve Urkel show or something. It was Family Matters. Yeah, it Family was Matters. Family Matters. But I never called it Family Matters. I always called it Steve I actually had, a, as a kid, this is embarrassing, I don't know who got it for me, a wind-up Urkel, Urkel doll. Nice. Yeah, I had that on there. So that, that's my number two. All right. My number two is Danny Tanner. Okay. Single dad. Did he ever? I'm trying to think. Even throughout the course of the show, did he ever like find another significant other after the mom died? Yeah, because uh, was it's not uh, who was she? I can picture her. They were engaged, but I don't know if they actually got married. Okay, but I think maybe in the reboot that was on Netflix, he is married to her. Okay, I can picture her. I'm gonna look it up. I didn't watch the reboot, so I'm I'm yeah. still and it's been forever since I've watched the show, so I don't. Uh, it was. Ah, oh, what? I, uh, Vicky. Remember Vicky? Oh, Vicky. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if they actually got. I think they did. In the show. Okay. But it might not have been actual. Okay. I don't know. I might have to watch that last episode now. Because. All right. But yeah. uh, but otherwise. But know. Vicky was like that long term girlfriend. Was yeah. But there. like he's single dad. Mm-hmm. He's raising three daughters, which can't be easy. Yep. Is that Joey and Jesse could sometimes bring their own drama? Mm-hmm. He's a bit, a little bit of a neat freak, but you know, not too bad. Yep. Uh, all right, ready for number one? Yep. My number one, and I, I'll be honest, it might be a recency effect because I just got done binge watching it. But I went with Alan Matthews from Boy Meets World, and here's why. Um, you know, he had three kids, but at the end, four, uh, because the fourth one, if you remember, was was premature. They didn't know if it was going to make it. And then, you know, you got Sean, which is, I guess, is like another it's, kid on yeah, there, too. Yeah. You know, that and that's a big thing, too. Like, you know, Sean, his family life. Alan was always there for him. Eric was just a handful. Eric, <laughs> you know. But the thing, too, is like, okay, he was a grocer, but you know what? He took a chance and started bought his own business with the help of his wife. That kind of forced him. But he chased his dream there. And there was one episode that kind of stuck out to me where Corey and Eric, you know, different kind of likings. But, you know, Corey might have was like there was a scene where he was going to the museum and Alan would always go to the museum with him, even though he was an art guy. He was doing sports. He's a well-rounded guy. Always, and uh, so you know what? You know what we might have to do, though. I just realized this. How do we not put Feeney in this? Yeah, I mean he's 
he is a, I mean, this is the extension of the full father figure thing. Yeah. Because he's a very calming influence for, for those kids. Yeah. But he's not really like an uncle, like an Uncle Jesse. And he wants to stare or... down Big Van Vader, so that's... Yeah. That's... Feeney is... I think Feeney might be just being a category himself. He's just Feeney. He's just Feeney. But I went with Alan Matthews as my number one. All right. Because there was that one time, too, where he was going to beat that guy in the hospital over for Sean. It was like a cult leader type of guy. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. And they wanted to try to adopt Sean, too. But Yes. Okay. I know you're number one. But uh, yeah, my number one, you've mentioned it, Carl Winslow. Which, actually, up until about a week ago, I didn't know that Family Matters was a, was a takeoff of Perfect Strangers. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Yep. Um, and for me, like, TGI, like my TGIF memories start after that. Yeah. So, but, I mean, talked about Carl Winslow, his dad. He's a cop in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Like, he's doing, you know, he's doing what he can. He has a good life for him and his family. He has to put up with Urkel. Yep. That's the thing. Like, I'm glad I don't have any neighbors like Urkel that would be, like, just walking well, and, in my house. Exactly. And and yeah. Danny Tanner kind of had that, too, with Kimmy Gibbler. That's true. Kimmy Gibbler. So, yep. but, I mean, just, Carl, mm-hmm. you the man. Plus, if we want to if we want to possibly go off canon, maybe in a former life, in an earlier life, he was a cop that helped save Nakatomi Plaza Jeez, in that Halloween, or in that Christmas classic, Die Hard. That's Die Hard, yep. Uh, you know what? He was also a cop in another movie, though. Very briefly, do you know it? Ghostbusters. Reginald Vell Johnson. Yeah, he was uh, when they were in jail, and he's the one. Is that the mayor wants to see you? That was that was Carl. Oh Winslow. yeah, that was that was him. So yeah, he was a cop in that one too. How about that? So all right, uh, yeah. Now I kind of feel bad. I didn't put Feeney in something like this. We also, need, I think, we need to have a separate one for like TV show theme songs. We could do that. Because I I already know my number one. Okay, don't tell me. I won't. I won't. Don't, don't tease it. So maybe we put like Feeney and Mr. Cooper in a category. Like, They're in a special category. Yeah, because they were teachers. And yeah. I'm trying to think of like what kind of category would that be? Like who's like a outside influencer that's – and I know like Uncle Mark had the kid. You know, he lived with his cousins or whatever, that yeah. sort of thing. But I'm trying to think of like another show that had that. I don't know. I'll have to think about that. You know what I mean? Like outside. Yeah, like someone who like, wasn't a dad, like wasn't dad, but was like a, a good influence kind of a thing. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. that's what TGIF was all about. Oh, of course. Yeah. Hey. Good, wholesome family entertainment. Feeney and Al Borland, even though Home Improvement wasn't, yeah. you know, on TGIF. But, yeah. you know, those type of things. You know that uh, Carl Winslow is the only character to appear in every episode of Family Matters? Really? I learned that about mm. two minutes ago reading his Wikipedia page to see if there's anything obvious I missed. If this wasn't just TGIF, Ooh. then I think you got to put Uncle Phil from Fresh Prince oh, on course. this list. you got to put him of on Of course. There. I mean, that's like everybody can yeah. picture the scene where F- Will Smith's like, you know, how come you don't love me no more? Yep. Something like that. Yeah, Uncle Phil would oh, be. Oh, Uncle Phil for sure. Like, yeah. yeah, that would be top five for sure. Yep. It would, the, the list would expand, yes. no doubt about it. So. Um. Okay. There you go, B. Appreciate it. We'll do this again next Friday. Should, should we do? You want to do the TV shows next weekend or the theme well, TV, songs? TV, TV, yeah, theme songs. Yeah. Are we doing TJF or just all? I or think we, we, do we need to expand. Okay. I think we need to expand. Are we just gonna do like just straight up nineties? Let's do nineties. We'll do ninety. I mean, we don't need to go to like sixties all the way to now. No, because that. I mean, we we need this. We're sticking in our wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. So nineties TV theme songs, TV show theme songs. If you got some you like, let us know too beforehand. Yes. Give us your nominations, right? Give us your nominations. I've already got a couple in my head. Yeah, okay. 90s. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of like the shows that we just kind of said. 
It's going to be close because there's some from 89, but it doesn't count, right? But what if the show was played in 90? Can it? Okay. That's I want to as long as it, As long as it aired at some point during the 90s. Okay. Then I got one for sure in my head. I got one for sure in my head. So, All right. Thanks, B. That's going to do it for this episode of the Man Cave Podcast. Big thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Man Cave Podcast. And a reminder, never miss an episode of the Man Cave Podcast by subscribing to the Man Cave Podcast. We're already on your favorite podcasting platforms like iTunes, Spotify, Google, and Stitcher. And don't forget to give us a solid rating too. That way other people can find the Man Cave Podcast. Until next time, I'm Dan Casper, and we'll see you in the Man Cave.